Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Wayne Klingman. Last name is spelled C-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. He's a very prolific writer. And I came across his book, Narco Saints. I've been looking to do a show kind of on Santa Morte, but he knows a lot about the border and has written extensively on true crime themes. And so other, other subjects that I've covered, and some of his books are, it seems like his most famous book is The Life and Times of Frank Balistrieri, the last most powerful godfather of Milwaukee. And all, another one is UFO Cults, Watch, Watch the Skies. And also, Like an Onion, Peel a Layer Away, Discover, discover Even More Intrigue. Then The Buffalo Mob, The Return of Organized Crime to the Queen City. Also, Mr. Big Talks, Mr. Big Talks, Blackjack, Crap Slots, and Texas Hold'em Poker. So that's about gambling. And then also The Mafia in Hollywood. Hollywood is Far from Disneyland. And then Dark Minds, Bloody Hands, a look at atypical serial killers. But we're going to talk about Narco Saints. He wrote this with Chris Vanderkay. It is fiction, but it, it reads like nonfiction, as he clearly knows a lot about the, um, the border and all those kind of drug dealing and, and cartels and things that are going on like that. So, Wayne Klingman, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, sir. It's a high honor to be here. I really, really appreciate it. Cool. So for people who may not have heard you or maybe your other books, do you mind just kind of going through your writing career and what led up to Narco Saints, which you published in 2019? Sure. I started writing later in life because, well, growing up, I wasn't really taught how to write anything else. It's something it's something I had to learn on my own. And after my mother died, I was able to invest in some educational opportunities for me yeah. and took the opportunity to hire an editor and start writing. And the writing came about because we wanted to do either a, a movie about something about Milwaukee. And we were thinking about doing a book on Jeffrey Dahmer, but in southeastern Wisconsin, you can't swing a card in a room without hitting a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer. So we thought something unusual would be, be about the mafia in, in, in Milwaukee, which is huge. And the day was absolutely huge. Had a big influence on what happened in Las Vegas, too, that many people don't realize. Can you talk a little bit about more like that secret hidden influence on Vegas? Yeah, seems like um, every, yeah. It seems like every mafia family all over the country, Texas and places, they all had some piece of Vegas. Is that true? It, what the idea was, with how Frank got involved is that Frank got involved with a skim. He introduced Alan, he got introduced somehow Alan, Alan Glick. Alan Glick owned three casino properties. He's the one that really, uh, with Frank Rosenthal, and forgive me, I'm horrible with pronunciation with names. I've had a stroke lately, and my ability to pronounce names is not what it should be, and I apologize for that. Um, yeah, he got that whole thing going. I mean, they, they skimmed a lot of money from the Vegas casinos. The Vegas, I'm sorry, I'm talking fast. Forgive me. The mafia has been involved with the Vegas skim since Vegas was a thing, right? I mean, why, they thought, why should we let the government have all the money we owe them? Why don't we take some for ourselves, right? So it goes on, I'm thinking. But the skin was thick, and it was big, and it was bad. I mean, and to think that, and people think that Alan Glick didn't know who, Alan Glick was a rich man. He was going to invest in Vegas. And somebody comes up to you and says, I want to help you invest in Vegas. You don't check them out. I would check them out. You check them out. And this rich guy didn't check them out. I don't quite believe that. But now that Glick is dead, we can see what records we can find with the Freedom Information Act. I mean, there's more of that Glick story than we're aware of. I mean, the Vegas thing is is really incredible. It's like an onion. You can peel one way, one way away. There's way more of the research. In fact, 
excuse me, we've come out with the updated version of Like an Onion that should be out by Christmas. I mean, the information we come with is incredibly wild. Right. So there's just all kinds of things going on in Vegas, but uh, you were also kind of a participant in Vegas too, uh, playing, playing, uh, trying your luck, right? Well, I've done, had some experience. The biggest thing I can say is this. The biggest thing you can take away from my books is when it comes to gambling is this. Go with the amount you're willing to lose because you will. When you get that amount spent, go home. Gotcha. Don't stay. You're not going to be. You're not going to be the rich man. You're not going to be the next winner of the World Series of Poker. It's not going to happen. Spend your money. Have fun. Tip your dealer. Have a few free drinks so you can get that. Go home. Don't, don't, don't think you're making a lot of money because again, it's not going to happen. The casinos are in business to take your money. They don't have to cheat. They don't have to rob you. They know odds are in their favor, right? They know eventually. They will win that hard hand back. They win that money back. The slot machines will take in more money than they hand out. You know they do that all the time. I mean, most people gamble foolishly. What I did with Mister Big Talks is at least give you the idea of the basic the basic rules. Again, I don't gamble as much as I used to because, well, I know better. There's nothing wrong with it. Go there and have a fun time, but understand what you get into. Understand the rules of the game. Understand what's going on. Don't be afraid to ask questions. The dealer and staff is, are there. Do what they can do to make sure you have a nice time because they know they're going to win that money back. They know it's going to happen. You know, but right, just the longer you stay, the more you're going to lose. Absolutely. Unless you're playing the yeah, tournament. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, there's a reason why you go to clubs like the D or Circa or um, the Golden Gate, they have dancers outside and dressed next to nothing dancing to all music. They want you to come. They want you to think in your mind, if I become the big gambler, the girl will go home with me. That's not going to happen. I'll guarantee you that right now, right? But they want to get me, you, whomever, to think, if I become the big player, I will get the money. I will get a girl, right? They're not stupid. Derek Stevens is a very, very intelligent man. He knows what he's doing. But he's going to make sure as much as he can, then you have a good time when you're there. He's going to make sure the drinks are strong, the places are clean, whole nine yards, because he knows at the end of the night, you're most likely going to lose more money than you're going to win. That's right. excuse me. Not saying you don't win money, people do, but don't go to Vegas thinking you come back with any money, because most likely it's not going to happen. Right. I mean, it's always there, and it's still growing. I was just there uh, two or three months ago, and even in the outskirts of the Strip, it's just still building, and so yeah. clearly... Yeah, I mean, uh, F1's not going to do the city any favors. F1 is screwing people over. You know, cutting down trees that people have been taking care of for a lifetime. For F1, people are pretty upset about that. Road construction's going insane. People are pretty upset about that, too. But it's, it's money that talks to a large degree. Right. You know, it does and, and does. Do you think the mob is still involved in Vegas? Not the client. Oh, yes or no? Is the mob involved in Vegas? Yes. What are they doing? Cryptocurrency? I'm sorry. I'm talking too fast. Forgive me. Yes, to a degree, they do cryptocurrency scams. They probably have their hands in, for fact, they have their hands in prostitution. They have their hands in healthcare fraud. Do they have their hands in a casino per se? I would say the Nevada Gaming Board does a really good job of looking into that. I think, if anything, they might have their hands in a couple of the bigger unions. But again, when the state of Nevada finds that out, they do something about it. Have they have, have everything clean as the killing can be? No. 
Is it better than it was in the 50s? Yes. Gotcha. It seems like they've washed it up. It's all underground, but maybe. Right. Well, it should be. That's why it's just, you know, Buffalo is that Buffalo went underground. The Mafia and Buffalo got smart. They seen what was going on in New York. So they said, we don't, let's make that be stupid. Let's not have the press interviews. Let's let uh, cows be called a Dapper Dan. Let's shut our mouths, go underground. What, what Buffalo's coming big now is they have a huge trial that's going on. You know, you have you have a D agent that's, that's been charged with um, basically being a mole for the mafia. Wow. That's big news. Wow. And you, call, you kind of mirror that in your book, right? In oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the first volume of many. It's the interesting thing about the Buffalo Mafia book series. It's the only one I've had to take I've had to take security precautions for. Oh wow! Because the people who've come to me with information want to be protected, and I don't blame them for that. My people helping me with the book want to be protected. I don't blame them for that either. Now, mind you, I'm in I'm in Wisconsin. Then I can drive to Wisconsin to shoot me, and I can blow up my car, right? At, at the same time, I'm not going to drive to Buffalo anytime soon. That's not going to happen. Right. You know, the idea is let's be careful, let's be safe, let's do what we need to do to, to secure as much as possible people's security. And we're going to do that because it's not worth anybody's life. Right. So that's still active, huh? You still think that the that's a, that's oh, no, a recent it's a book, right? It's a big trial coming up. It's supposed to start off this month. The case will be the court dates will be moved farther down the line. Um, I believe they're going to ask for a change of venue because we have something interesting going on in Buffalo as we speak. Witnesses are dying. Oh, wow. It's, well, it gets better. The guy that's been charged with some of the crimes, whose name I won't even try to pronounce, but he's the owner of that strip club. He's the nephew of the last reported daft, the alleged, let's use the word alleged, mafia boss who's now makes pizza and chicken wings, right? He mm-hmm. says there's no part of the mafia. It's not him. His nephew owns a strip club called Ferrell's, I believe it's pronounced. He's been charged with everything from drugs to sex trafficking. Um, he also got on social media and he made death threats against witnesses. I'm sorry. I'm not a criminal mastermind. You're not a criminal mastermind, right? We're not typical of everyday people. But I know better than to make threatening notes to people on social media. That's a really stupid thing to do. Yeah, you know, stupid. And it's easily proven if he did that or not. And then to have these people die? Yeah, it's really incredibly strange. How many witnesses have died? I believe two. Wow. And is this the Italian? These are guys Italian or what's that? Italian. Ethnicity? Absolutely. Italian. With, with a lot of biker influence. A lot of bikers. Yeah. It's almost like something out of the Sopranos. And the youth in Ballastieri is kind of the same thing. What Would he rule Milwaukee with an iron fist? He ruled Milwaukee with an iron fist. But he he went to jail after the, the skin butt busted, right? Mm-hmm. So after he died, Milwaukee fell apart. Milwaukee was always part of the Chicago outfit. So when Frank died, what was left of the rackets in Milwaukee was absorbed by the Chicago outfit. Um, they might have a bookmaker or two up there. They might do some loan sharking. But the drugs, the gangs have the drugs. The bikers have the prostitution. Um, there's not very little left for the classic mafia to do. Let me look at it. Right now, I can drive 15 minutes away and I can go to a casino, Right. I, I can drive 15 minutes another way. I can, you know, do casino stuff online. Why do I need no AFL still for? Well, I don't need right. that anymore. Prostitution, everybody looks the other way. You know, the big big money makers in the mafia are legal. Loan sharking? I mean, back in the day, at 30%, it 
Vegas was huge. Now with the payday loans around here, if you don't pay that money yeah. back right away, it goes into thousands of percent interest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, they're worse worse than loan sharks. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So most of the rackets of the mafia, the classic rackets that we're aware of, are gone. What's left? Well, stock market fraud, healthcare fraud, cryptocurrency, the more unusual type of crimes. Um, human trafficking is still pretty big. And you're right there. You're right in between Milwaukee and Chicago, right? Yes, Milwaukee, sir. Yeah. I'm half yeah, an hour away a... from Milwaukee, about 40 minutes away from Chicago. So you were really right in the middle. I studied a case that was close to there. You probably know the missing Seamus Gray. You follow okay. that at all? Do you remember Seamus Gray? No, 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 sir. You don't? That doesn't sound familiar to you? No, sir. Yeah, he was a young man. He died last year. Uh, disappeared this year, actually. and was found in, in the lake. Oh, oh, by the way. Yeah, right yeah, Waukegan, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, right, right. Okay, okay. I was thinking more Chicago area. Massive yeah, no, it's all right. I mean, right, but you're in, that's where Dahmer went, right? He went from Milwaukee to Chicago, so he covered that whole territory. Right? No, uh, Dahmer only went to Milwaukee. I mean, he, he harasses his victims in Milwaukee. I think he had a couple out of Chicago. I think his last victims were he was traveling to Chicago. No, I think his I last victim that they called for was from Milwaukee, sir, but I mm, could be okay. wrong. I could be wrong too. Not my special specialty. So, the, do you think that the mob is uh, in de decline, or do you think they've just moved to? New I think they just moved. I think the large families, like in New York, are still around. I think they've declined the rest of the way. Other cities they've declined in numbers, but is there organized crime? Of course, there's organized crime. The Russians are involved. There's a huge Jewish mafia. I would call the bikers, months of the outlaw biker gangs, mafia. As an organized crime, right? Let's change their names. You know, you don't have to be an Italian to start a mafia. You don't have to be Italian to start organized crime. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of ethnic mafias. There's Latinos of all different sorts, right? Absolutely. And that's kind of what led you up to writing the story about the border, right? Right. Yeah. The thing with the cartels are very interested to me sense, yeah. because um, my daughter died of fentanyl overdose a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Sorry to hear that. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that got me interested in what was going on with the border. You know, what was going on here? Who were the major, major players? What was going on? What is it that I didn't know? You know what, and that's this fascinating thing because the more you look into things, the more you don't know and the more you want to know. A big help for me was I was lucky enough to be a volunteer for the local Hispanic Chamber of Commerce here. So I got to meet a lot of really nice people from Latin America, Central America, and other places. I learned a lot from them. Right, and th that's where it all is coming from, right? All this fentanyl Absolutely. that's Absolutely. poisoning people. Yeah. I mean, they were more than happy to answer my stupid questions because I'm worse stupid questions, right? But they're also, I think we're all happy in the fact that I ask questions versus assume, you know, because I don't know what's going on because my job was part of the Spanish Chamber of Commerce down here was to help them gain business licenses, find jobs, find where they go to school to speak better English, right? Right. To do that, I need to know more about their culture, more about them people, right? You gain that information, you share information back and forth. We become better people when we share to cut each other's cultures, I think. I think so. Yeah. And it's still, it's really a crisis. The border's in crisis, oh, like the book yeah. timing and everything. There's just a total mess. Human trafficking, drug trafficking. I mean, it's out of control. It's out of control. And, and, and the hellation, hellation deeds that go on every day in the northern parts of Mexico, it's this 
beyond belief. I mean, I can't describe the horror that goes on there. And every day it's getting, getting worse. To think that they're taking children, one cartel will take a child from another from a leader of another cartel and boil that child in oil to make a point. Wow. That happens all the time and worse. Throw kids off from bridges. Wow. Yeah, they're not nice That's people. Vicious. That sounds like almost like act Aztec levels of depravity. Yeah, no, it's just tons of stories. There was guys making other people into soup. They called him like the soup guy. Yeah. Uh, just told and like all of the femicides that took place in the way. I think it's the way Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the number of people that die and disappear, the thing that, that thousands of people will die in Guatemala, I'm sorry, in around the northern parts of Mexico, in most of those cases will never be solved. Right. I mean, never be solved. And the, the police there get shot all the time. They're not considered off limits or anything like that. They get hunted down by the Sicarios or the assassins. Right. Yeah. Well, they make you get the off, you can either work for us or we'll kill you. Same thing with politicians. You can either work for us or we'll kill you. They kidnapped mayors from towns before. Yeah, you know, crazy. killed them. They killed journalists all the time there. Yeah, they do. And uh, it's starting to move uh, seep into the states too, right? It is. It will only get worse. Yeah. It will only get worse because uh, I think one thing we'll see going on here is we get out by 94, Highway 94. Um, and they can take it from straight chat from Chicago, which is run by Sertora Cartel in Canada, right? So when the crime gets too bad in Chicago, it lowers their ability to move for drugs and sell that product, the Hispanic gangs will shut down the black gangs in a heartbeat. And they won't do it with a lanky letter. They won't do it with purple dress at night saying, oh, please don't shoot people. They'll do it with a gun. Yeah, it's really rough. It's very ruthless uh, kind of taking over people's stuff. But I mean, I think they've there's been rumors that the cartel is involved in the politics, at least of Arizona. I wouldn't be surprised California either. Neither do I. I wouldn't be surprised California, New York. I wouldn't surprise either New York, Chicago. I mean, I would, interesting thing to talk about politics and what the cartels are doing. Somebody should take the opportunity to look at whether those mines are being mined in northern Mexico and what percentage of that population is being moved north. And I ask the question, are they, are they being moved north so multinational corporations could get the lithium? Well, having to go and buy those people out and pay them a fair wage for their land, a fair amount of money for the land, versus shoving them in the United States. Right, it makes sense. I mean, it's it incredible. Like, yeah, makes perfect sense. And there's all kinds of that. They're they're the big corporate wigs are thinking about supplanting China's manufacturing and moving it all to Mexico just because Absolutely. of cheap labor and everything. So it's closer. Absolutely. So that movement, these are huge things. The maquiladoras, all that stuff's happening at the border. Yeah, we've, we've seen this before. Remember, the well, we weren't around then, but the banana wars, which speaks highly about what United States corporations will do to make that money. And mind you, before I condemn the corporations, I understand I like my bananas at 19 cents a pound, right? I like my guacamole cheap. I understand that, right? To do that, sadly to say, life is not fair. The world is not a just place. Bad things happen. My concern is that when it comes to moving people out of the land in northern Mexico, the United States, is that something we really want to be doing? Is that something we should be talking about? You know, Absolutely. because 
I know it takes this, these chemicals, these minerals to make car batteries for the electric cars. So who's making money there, right? I mean, it, it, all those wheels with wheels and layers upon layers and you dig down deeper and ultimately you can run into Satan, I feel. You run into what? Satan. Satan, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like puppeteering all the evil stuff. And those borders, there's all kinds of strange, like you have the picture on the front, it's all Santa Muerte, if not outright, they call them Satano Traficos. Like all their stories on the border are incredible. Yeah. I mean, the border line is the borderline between Mexico and the United States is one of, I feel of, I'll call it magical, because all kinds of different things can happen, right? Both good and bad. And I th think that right now we're going through a phase of it being right bad because, well, the drug trade here, I mean, it, the Mexico would not be able to sell one ounce of fentanyl in the United States if they didn't have somebody wanting to use it. Right. No, they wouldn't be able to sell one ounce of marijuana if somebody didn't want to smoke it. And ultimately, that money goes someplace. And I don't think that money ends in Mexico City. I think there's people in boardrooms in New York, boardrooms in, in Chicago, Montreal, in London, that are taking that money and putting it in the bank accounts. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Day. I wouldn't be surprised. There was a guy from the stock exchange, there was a story 10, 20 years ago that literally flew to Colombia to arrange for a lot of that Coke money to go back into the U.S. stock exchange. Yeah. So it's all propping up something somewhere. And there's all kinds of attention to the fentanyl goes back to China, too. So it's kind yeah. of a form of bio-warfare, yeah. Hey, well, think if you remember reading about the um, opium wars back in school, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we made, we, we I say England, we made China, we went out law opium, we made them sell to the people. We made them, we went to war to them, with them, to ensure that our merchants could sell opium. Okay, what's the difference? What's the difference between us making... I don't know. I don't think I there mean, is I don't a think difference. So much. I can understand why China would do it. I can understand that memory. I can also understand that it's easier to kill Americans in the United States with fentanyl than to have war. You know, it's warfare yeah. by another means. Yeah, no, it's very strange. So the border is almost like a, like a cataclysmic contest yeah. of, of like uh, capitalism like ruthless capitalism like the most like the most vicious type of capitalism in, in existence it's like distilled capitalism just cutthroat sell anything would you agree with that i, I would agree with that and it'd be a place if i was guy there's opportunities in chaos right i think that i'm more somebody i think it's a lot I, i'm not saying let's get involved in drugs i'm not saying that at all i'm saying there's opportunities Handling that chaos, everything from writing about it, educating about it, selling equipment to make people be able to feel more secure, help them be more secure, educating people. I mean, somebody's telling us to sell these people food. Somebody's telling us to go and clean their water, make sure their water clean. And look at the Mormons. Say that, that Mormon family got slaughtered that, that long ago. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, the Mormon, if you want civil wars, if you want civil wars, the Mormons do a really good job of eternal civil wars. Now, let those civil wars take place in Mexico. Yeah, there's it's rough, right? I mean, the Mormon civil wars too. There's a guy down there. One of the uh, Mormon heads thought he was a prophet. He was killing people left and right. He was more like a, a psych, he was a serial killer. I forgot the name. I actually did a story on that. I didn't yeah, I mean, he was, he was having people killed. He was in prison. Yeah, yeah. You know, but an interesting thing is too. I want to and and you get you start looking at that case and things come up and hurry. Was it over water? Was it because the Mormons were killed? Was mistaken? Nobody knows, right? But I think 
don't need something with more resources than I do because Freedom of Information Acts cost money um, is what might be found out. You know, because I think it's more of that story that we're allowed to believe. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, they're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if, at all if these Mormons were involved in the drug trade at all, like going cross-border because they're moving across the border all often. So. Yeah, well. Yeah, it'd be a good cover. Um, interesting thing, too, when we talk about the Mormons, we can talk about the mafia in Vegas because most of the big-time bankers that the mafia use were Mormons, right? So are you trying to tell me that the bankers didn't know where the the, the loans were coming from the United Auto Workers, right? But they didn't know who was the ultimately beneficiaries those loans were. Who are the people behind the casinos? I can't help but believe that some of the bankers, and then all the bankers making those big loans come through, doing the paperwork coming through, didn't know more of what they were saying. But then, too, who, you know, how much money were they making from those loans? You know, oh, you get yeah. some $20 million dollars for a loan, you get 2% origination fee, <clears> that's money. Real money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they had to know. The Mormons are all over the place. Howard yeah. Hughes, Vegas. I mean, it's a simple drive. It's just right up the interstate, right? Yeah, so, you know, you had, you had Howard Hughes. Yeah, you know, whole nine yards. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean to offend anybody of another faith, not necessarily. But yeah, that's an interesting situation. Yeah, but I mean that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's they're the Mormons have they're very wholesome surface wise, but. They're, they have a curious history. There's some. They uh, do. They, a history they will not it. talk about. I had two young yeah. Mormon missionaries yeah. to come by here for about a year. Every time I thought brought up something I wanted more information about that really revealed the dark side of the that religion, they shut their mouths. Yeah, yeah. There is there is an underbelly. There's like these groups called the Danite groups. There's the Mountain uh, Meadows massacre. Yeah. Uh, that led all the way to Brigham Young, and somebody took the to fall for them. You know, but absolutely. And again, again. Most of the major cults have a lot to do with sex. Yeah. You look at Nixon, that's a huge sex cult. It's a huge sex cult, yeah. You know, you got the Process Church, that probably was a chest sex cult, too. Yeah, it binds people together. Yeah. You could say Epstein was a huge sex cult. Like, um, definitely could. Kind of and why, what was Epstein doing with dental chairs and the Virgin Islands? No, no question. And close to the border, too. Absolutely. He was in, absolutely uh, yes. New Mexico. Yeah, so that and nobody's really been through those ranch buildings. See, what's going on? I mean, is that incredible? And what I like about writing books, it gives me an opportunity to research things, right? Because I find that and when you get my age, researching beats looking at four walls. Yeah, understood. And I mean, that's a whole other element of this whole border thing is this human trafficking. What do you think is the ultimate goal? Like, I've seen horrible pictures of human beings being transported all over the place for the cartels are getting paid, but also young kids being drugged. They're clearly drugged. And what do you think is really happening? And do you think the government knows who's involved is the cartels or the mob or what's going on? My opinion, what goes on is I think there's thousands of kids being disappeared in the border region. that are ending up horribly abused and be found bones in the desert. If at all, I feel that there's a lot of sick people in the pedophilia we're taking full advantage of the fact that you can sign up to have a child delivered to you. Right. It's just a matter of money, right? I mean, what do Absolutely. you think a kid's worth? I mean, my understanding is that a human being's organs are worth an extraordinary amount of money these days. Like Absolutely. somebody who's very ruthless, that is, that's, I've heard stories of sexual abuse and then organ yes. transfer, which is just 
makes you sick, you know. Well, I mean, China's doing the prisoners, but why not do it locally, right? Right. I mean, you can say if you don't care if the person's going to survive, how long does it take to rip out somebody's kidneys? Right. Right. You know. It's just I mean, I mean crazy. do people do these things crazy? We we had life. I'm sorry. For a fact, a while ago on these coasts, there were a bunch of Jewish people that were doing harvesting of organs and blood. Where was these, this? In these coasts. Oh, East they, Coast, they right. Yeah, them, yeah. yeah, they found them, they, found them, they put them in jail. It was a good place for them. Um, yeah, they were all, like, I think, Orthodox Jews, too. Right. Like, Absolutely, Orthodox Jews. Yeah. I mean, organs cost a lot of money. But if you're an old person, say if I need a new kidney... Right, I might have to wait six months. Why don't I wait six months? I might be dead in six months. Does that does that kid really need both kidneys? Right, no, no. questions asked. Yeah. And that's the same thing happening out of Ukraine too. Apparently, yeah. a lot of child and organ trafficking and things like that under the yeah. surface. Yeah, all the money. I mean, to me, um, I think we, in my opinion, we need to do more looking into what's going on about money that we're spending so freely in Ukraine because somebody's yeah. making money. Without a doubt, somebody's making money. But we have no, no idea. Huge, yeah, it's a huge money laundering site. They've always yeah. had statements about that. I mean, you stick in Zelensky to launder money. That's the point. Launder whatever, war money, anything. That's he's just or, a he's just at, a, um, he's a functionary of the US government, US Empire, and US government. Absolutely. You look at Sam Bakeman Free, right? The guy yeah. from FTX, right? Yeah. How do you lose eight billion? Well, we know how he lost eight billion dollars, but what what did he do that? Was did he was was he put in place to launder that amount of money? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. Is that he was always a front? He probably had somebody else guiding him. He was a front person. He may well, not have a, been like a, he's too young, but his parents were both uh, like uh, law professors at Stanford, yeah. so they they probably knew how to. They knew what they're doing. They knew what they're doing, and they would be the first people that set their child up to take a fall, hoping and praying that well, because of the political connections, it won't be so bad. I'm kind of shocked that Sam made it to trial. I thought he'd kill himself. True. Or yeah, right. Good point. I you mean, know? I think uh I think when you take other people's money, you're putting yourself at a great risk too. So, but I mean, if you're funneling it into the people who are in power, then they're gonna look out for you too. I mean, that's what he was probably right. On. They will do that. And it's one thing if um that football player, Beckman, not Beckman, um the old um Buccaneer player, quarterback. Oh yeah, he, uh Oh, yeah, I know. The guy who played for the Patriots, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, he loses $54 million. Well, he's a football player. He can afford it. His cute wife, you know, ex-wife now, can't afford it. Who cares, right? right. But if the wrong person loses money, they care. They're going to do something about it. Yeah, they probably selectively knew who they were stealing from, too. Like, Yeah, well. Yeah, they knew. They, that was just a big scam. It's just another Wall Street fiasco it's, it's sad it's their own yeah these people it's their own fault whatever it's their own fault and then they rely on people not taking the opportunity to research you know you and i mm -hmm. know before we make an investment we need to make do some research right yeah. let's look at due into diligence bit, sure right? due diligence yeah. but right but you know somebody sees a tv commercial and says oh i uh, will trust this quarterback i trust this supermodel if they say it's a good idea it's a good idea you know people people don't do the due diligence god we can't get people to go to city county meetings you know, do you right, expect anybody right. to do dual diligence with be they do investment in crypto or know what they're doing? Yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, right? Right. But I mean, it's really crazy that like 
this border issue, like human trafficking, is still going. It's just they have to be funneling this money back Somewhere. to the American government or something, don't you think? Somebody's making money. I, I think some other people are making money. I think. I mean, if you get, I, I don't even think about it. But those kids, just think about those children are disappearing. They can't account for eight thousand kids. Right. That's there's eighty four thousand. I think there's a huge number of children missing. Like it's like a whole small town is missing. Like where yeah. are they going to? Where are they, they being dispersed? To, you know? yeah. uh, what would happen? Should the order ever come under control again in our lifetimes? And then we go looking. Will we find mass graves like they find in, in, in northern Mexico? Right. You know, I mean, they find mass graves of hundreds up to hundred people all the time. They tell now the kids they're finding in northern Mexico are only 30 or 40 people. That horrible incident with that bus flow of teachers. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, they have, and, yeah. and, and that got people killed. The investigators, some of them got killed. You don't dare ask too many questions. Yep, yep. These, these things happen. They wouldn't happen in the States. Maybe now, back in the day, people would go crazy. But in, in Mexico, 50 college students can disappear and people just keep their mouth shut and don't talk about it, you know? Well, the, the thing is that in Mexico, it's hard to be alarmed. You know, I mean, here I'm Joe Blow Farmer, right? And the cartel comes up to me and goes, Wayne... You had a choice to either work for us or we'll kill you. And your kids are going to work for us too. And by the way, why don't you take these packages to the States? And I can't do anything about it. Right. You know? Right. I mean, that's that's something else. The uh, You also mentioned Santa Muerte. For people who don't know what that is, can you describe what that is and how pervasive it is in cartel? Uh, it's basically, I, I have to forgive me, I don't pronounce things well. You have to give, give me an advance. Basically, it, it's what they've done is just like the like as other religions have done is they combine local folk saints and the, the Catholic religion and come up with the bastardization of both. So we have what they call narco saints, which I tend the book after. There's a girl, which is called Lady Death, would be easier way to explain it. Now, people think she's a bad, evil person. She just represents one figment of death, right? That's all she does, is a figment of, of, of death. She has a thing for kids. She wants to help kids. She doesn't hurt kids. She wants to protect the weak. She wants to protect the innocent, right? She wants to do that. The narcos have perverted that a great deal because of the fear thing that death brings to Americans, right? There's a guy whose name I can't even think of. Forgive me. I won't even try to pronounce it. But he has the white shirt with the black tie, right? He's the, he's a marijuana saint. He does a lot of marijuana trading, right? He was a Robin Hood back in the day. Um, he was killed by the Mexican government in the 30s because he was a local Robin Hood kind of character, right? But the narcos incorporated him into stealing, into running marijuana. Could they even have a saint in charge of stealing gasoline? You know, that's, how, that's what happens when you have religions that's not doing what it's preached. You know, we, excuse me. I have a saint. I have my... Blessed Madeline, right? Mm -hmm. Right? That's my faith. I have, I'm a Catholic. I have a Madeline. Well, I think I need to do that, right? Mm -hmm. They do the same thing. But when the saints aren't doing the job they want them to do, the things they should be doing, if religion has failed them, they incorporate other elements into it. Right. So we're not going to incorporate local, you know, folk ideas into it. It's like syncretized, you know, you, you add in the local folk stuff to the Christianity. It becomes right. something totally different. But yeah, these, 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 totems or items or 
statuaries of Santa Muerte are very common. So people very common. I mean, I went I ate dinner at more than one person home around here with a statue. Here, her, the nicest people. I mean, they weren't drug people at all. This is a statue that they had symbolizing their faith, and they would have conversations of what that meant to them. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people who don't understand or watch way too much American TV don't understand the concept and are scared by it. But that's all it is. Right. And you know, was it Ion Grillo who's written a lot? Right. About Good them? guy. Can you talk about your relationship with him? Oh, he's a, he's a newspaper from, he's from a new, he worked in England, came to Mexico, do reporting. He's been there over 30 years. He's written some really, really good books. We don't agree politically a lot, but we don't have to for me to respect his work. He's, he, he's embeds himself in more than one cartel operation to so he can report what's going on. He said his friends, some of his friends have died reporting on the news from Mexico. You know, I mean, it's a dangerous thing to do. Very dangerous, yeah. And it's he wants to it's just, people. Yeah. It's dangerous yeah. at the border. Yeah. I know, I know people who've done land deals in Baja and like somebody they're working with just disappeared and was found in a 50 gallon drum. Ooh. Like, yeah, like crazy stuff like that. Like, hey, you want to come down and buy some property and so and so? And then, I'll pass. hey, where's uh, Diego? He's, he, we don't know, but he's not alive anymore. You know, it's just, no, I mean, you know, in, in that, I know people like um, my reporter friend were willing to talk to us. I mean, he didn't talk to anybody. You know, you can find him on, on um, I don't know what his handle is on Twitter offhand, but, um, yeah. Have you been traveling to Mexico at all? I've never been to the country of Mexico. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that Mexico City is now kind of like a, a stop for yuppies. They go there to eat. But somebody's asking any word, is Mexico safe? I don't know. Mexico don't know. City, if you stick to the tourist, and you can go to Mexico, if you stick to the tourist locations, you're safe as houses, right? If you go during the day, stick to certain destinations, right? Obey what the State Department is telling you is to watch out for. You're pretty safe, right? If you go there at night, walking in stupid neighborhoods, being stupid, with your cameras out, acting dumb, being drunk, acting silly, bad things will happen. You go to Mexico to make your own little drug deal, bad things will happen. If you go to Mexico to buy cheap narcotics or pharmaceutical products that you have to pay too much money for in the United States, bad things can happen to you. If you go to Mexico for cheap surgery, don't. It's cheap. There's a reason why it's cheap, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, be careful. I mean, do you find that the pharmaceutical products are tainted there? Are they fake? Do you know, or do they substitute? They don't have out? the same quality, same standards as ours do. I would be careful of any product at all I would buy for medicine, medical purposes, other than if I went get my um, catnip. Because I have bad headaches, and I take I make catnip PT from time to time to help them. I go and um, you're welcome. I would take my my catnip there. I buy other um, herbs herbal products there. I'm not going to buy penicillin. I'm not going to buy you know those type of things. I'm not going to buy my syringes there. Because people do go there. They are the border part of the border is crossing over to Tijuana, TJ, or whatever I, to buy uh, cheaper pharmaceuticals. And there's a whole place they call Boys Town with prostitution. I mean, people do their they go there for that service too, right? Mm -hmm. And it's legal there in that area of town. But again, you can go there and be safe about it, you can go there and be stupid about it. Right. It's up right. to you. It's always the the Westerner, the northerners or gringos 
They're ones that get in trouble, do stupid, so they do a bunch of drugs, they get wasted, they're out at night. That's like the beginning of the end. Like, well, they they're think they're Jan Wayne. They think they watch yeah. too many Miami, Miami Vice TV shows or whatever drug show that's a big thing, right? They think I can go there and do this. I mean, they don't understand when you have an American DE agent, Kiki Camarena, get kidnapped, tortured to death, right? And it's been 10 years plus, 20 years plus, I think it's been now. And they still haven't solved that case, even though they know a lot of the situation behind it. You know, I mean, that's an interesting case to look into. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stories that kid Mark Kilroy and yeah. the whole Matamoros thing. The, apparently, that Matamoros thing, that was just one of many. There were all kinds of weird drug operations going on there. All kinds of things. Drug drugs, yeah. I mean, the, 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 even here, if you think that in the state of Arkansas, right, and Mina Airport, the drug planes come in from Columbia, offloaded. Back and forth. And who flew them? Oh, an American D agent. Who owned the airport? Well, who was connected to the airport? Why is it that Bill Clinton, governor of the state of Arkansas at the time, didn't do anything about it? Yeah, and, a known, and a known Coke user, too, right? Like yeah, yeah. Then you had those two kids that died. Right, murders on the tracks, yeah. Yeah. You know, that went nowhere fast. It's, it's all interesting. Yeah, and those oh. numbers they were trafficking, it wasn't millions, it was billions. Yeah. That money got distributed in weird yeah. ways all throughout the country. A lot of rich people like, oh, I made money in Arkansas on oil. I mean, I, 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 sure I'm you sure did. Oil. My Carter sure Futures came through. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Got oh. a good, well said. Your memory's good. You know all those scandals from the 80s then. If you know the I try to. Stuff. I try to. Um, it's great to talk with you, Wayne. We have to, you have to come back and talk about some of your mafia books. We'll go in greater detail, but we're at the 40 minute mark. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything I missed? How'd you like to wrap this up? Where can people get Narco Saints? Um, they get all my books through Amazon. All they have to do is put on the title Narco Saints and they find it. Or they can Google, they can put my name on in the um, Amazon search bar and they'll find all my books will come up. Um, and we've done how many books? From, I'm sorry. sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but how many books have you written total? I think the number is 12. 12, gotcha. I lost not, all of them are all, not all of them are on Amazon, is that right? Every single book I did is on Amazon. Oh, Everything from my mafia pornography, which is quite the trip, to um, my cookbooks. Oh, okay. I must have missed them. I didn't see the cookbooks. I saw no, the stuff on gambling, but I didn't see that. Yeah, it'd be whacked would be the name of the cookbook. But you went to one, one with a wine list. My gotcha, co-author okay. in that one, when he came up with the idea of let's do a wine list, is genius. Absolute genius. Off to check that out. Um, and then where's the best place to reach you? Do you have an email webs? You don't I know you the told best me way, you uh, my email is W C L I N G M A N at W I dot R R dot com. I'll say that again. It's W C L I N G M A N at W I dot R dot com. I'm on Twitter. And I'll give you the okay. best way to hold me at Twitter is a, a new account I'm having talking more about my writing than simply the mafia stuff, which would be the at sign Klingman Doctor. The, my, the at sign Klingman, C-L-I-N-G-D-R. Klingman DR, is that right? Right, Klingman DR. It should come up to under into the rabbit hole because that's where you're going to be doing that more because after I heard about your stuff with the smiley face color, I'm doing a little bit of research on that myself because we've had that up in lacrosse. Yeah, lots, tons. Yeah. Um, 
That's really interesting. Then we have it's our own pyramids. We have some pyramids we think are in Lake Mills, hmm. which, of course, Lake Mills goes to Azalan State Park, which was the only Indian American Indian place I think I've discovered where they found bones with human teeth marks. Human bones with teeth marks. Wow. So cannibalism. Yeah. Well, there, the thing is, is there are like tons of mounds and pyramids all throughout the United States. Absolutely. A lot of them were torn down to build cities. I and they did I, it. I live on one. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's really crazy. Like there's obviously civilizations of different sophistication all throughout Northern America. Yes, sir. <laughs> they had this kind of notion that like when the Europeans came, it was all Mesoamerican and that's it. And that's just a bunch of. No, that's not such a hooey. Super, it's great to talk with you. You're su super knowledgeable in 12 Thank books. You. So, people check that out on Amazon. But kind of the book we kind of covered is uh, really interesting and well written. It kind of reminded me of what is the movie with uh, uh, the where they the DEA, there's the guys in Boston where one guy's invaded the police force and then another guy's infiltrated. Oh, oh I know it too. Um, and I can't the, think of it. The, the desolation, oh, what is it? The desolation, yeah, I can't remember. It's with DiCaprio. And right, DiCaprio. yeah, that whole thing got really weird. Then yeah, it got weird. Like, your book reminded me of that. Like, that was what Yeah, was then you had the whole real-life story about Whitey Bulger being um, in yes. the FBI. The Departed. The Departed yeah. is the name of it, yeah. Yeah, then the MK Ultra. I mean, it's all, the whole perversion stuff gets weird. Yeah, no, he was heavily, uh, Whitey Bulger was heavily uh, experimented on. In yes, he was, like, wasn't he? he? So was Charles Manson. He said that he had nightmares for the rest, rest of his life. Like right. it, it wasn't something that came and was like transient. Like he was like waking up screaming in the middle of the night type stuff. Even like, though and you have to ask yourself, it's like the um, ultra bomber. How much of those experiments changed their minds and drove them insane? Right. How much was that the intent to do that? Right. Not just that they're today? like we just use the term experimentation, but that might be what they just want the public to know. And try to are they doing schismogenesis? Are they doing personality uh change enhancement psychosurgery like you we don't know like these we don't people know. don't know either because they were yeah, they no might have been drugged to the point where they weren't even sentient or conscious well, or thing that, and we had the largest human control experiment that says take place in the last two years yeah they did that was also another thing like that's another thing they want you to think it's an experiment they might have plotted and planned that thing out for decades baby I mean, they, they, uh, and they made, I'm, 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 I went from accidental release to intentional release and full on blueprint of everything that they did, that it was all plotted and planned out and stepped all the psychological warfare stuff. Are you, are you big into UFOs, sir? I would say I've studied them because the public is interested in them. I don't believe that there's actually, um, something from another. Galaxy I agree with you. Uh, it's off. Um, sometime we have to have, to have the discussion about how tall the state of Wisconsin plays into the whole UFO concept from 1947 on. I'd love to do that. I'd love to have you back. It's great to talk with you. Thank and, you for uh, having me. I really I'll appreciate this it. Right away. And again, it's Wayne Klingman, last name spelled C L I N G M A N. I'll put links to his email and his Twitter so you can reach out to him if you have any further questions. And the book, one of his 12 books that we discussed today is Narco Saint. So check it out. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Bye. Don't run off. Don't run off.